The other thing I am excited to let you know about is our Welcome Back Home plans. We are getting ready for a welcome back to church from next Sunday. The countdown is on. It will be with a restricted number of people and in a modified form, but we are excited about this opportunity, which is opening up before us. So just some important information I want to let you know about this for next Sunday. Firstly, we'll be holding services here in A1 at 8am, 10am, 4pm and 6pm. The other thing we'll be hosting is special family services, three family services on a Sunday at 8am, 10am and 4pm in the A2 auditorium. And this will be a special service designed for families with buzz-aged children, primary school-aged children. There'll be input for the kids as well as input for the adults as well. So we're excited about this. The important thing with all of these services is that you need to book online for these services to make sure that we are meeting the number, the appropriate number of people under the current gathering restrictions that apply to us. So you can book in online, just go to the web page and click on the Welcome Back Home link there. And from the Tuesday before the Sunday services, that um, opportunity will open up for you to book into your service online. Or if you need some help um, uh, with the online booking system, you can always just ring through the office there as well. And they'll be able to help you to be able to reserve or book a ticket for you for one of those services as well. But we are really looking forward to being able to host over a Sunday. We should be able to accommodate around 1,500 people across each of the services across the day. So a great opportunity. And obviously we'll be following the health guidelines and appropriate um, social distancing measures as well, making sure we keep everyone safe during this season also. The other thing to let you know about is that we're going to be continuing to stream our services online. Uh, So at 10am, that service will be live streamed and 6pm so that no one misses out. We want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to connect in, link in, be a part of His church during this time as well. So we are looking forward to that. And I want to say a big thank you to many of our Bridgman Creative team and our staff team and volunteers who have been working hard to be able to enable us to be able to start welcoming people back to church over this season. And we also are very thankful to our government leaders, our health officials, and giving much thanks to God for the situation we're in here in Queensland. We're very blessed and want to continue to pray that God will continue to have His hand uh, of blessing and help for us as a state and beyond as a nation in our world as well. And we'll be praying for that a little more in just a few moments' time. Some other things, praise God. Well, church, we are really blessed to have Reverend Stuart Beveridge sharing the word with us this morning. Stuart is the director for the Billy Graham Rapid Response Team for Australia and New Zealand. And uh, earlier in the year, we were able to support their work with the Australian bushfires, uh, with Samaritan's Purse as well, alongside the work that he does there. And also then we're really blessed by um, Samaritan's Purse through links with Stuart as well, being able to support the work of our hampers. And they were very generous in supporting many of the hampers that went out to help some of our international students as well uh, here in the city of Brisbane. So uh, we're really blessed. And Stuart and his wife, Sonia, are actually part of our church family here as well at Bridgman. So we are really blessed to have Stuart coming to share the word with us. I'd love it if you could make Stuart feel really welcome. He won't be able to hear you, but just to welcome him as he comes to share God's word with us this morning. Hey, thanks, Nathan. It's a wonderful privilege for me to be with you today. Thank you so much that I get to come and share God's Word with you this morning, wherever you are, gathered in your lounge rooms or in cafes or places around the world. It's great to be with you today. You know, before COVID-19 closed down our world in March this year, my world as a Billy Graham Rapid Response Team chaplain had already been uh, a bit of a whirlwind, really, since February last year. You know, it began with the Franklin Graham Tour as we began that six-city celebration of sharing God's Word and God's hope with people around our country. 
You know, we reached 60,000 people and we saw over 5,000 people make a first-time decision to become followers of Jesus wherever they were. What a wonderful time of celebration. And in the midst of that, you might remember that Townsville got flooded out. So I had a team getting established on the ground, getting up in amongst the, the mess and the damage that had been done up there to care for people and to care for the 20,000 folks that had lost their homes or had to be moved because of the rising floodwaters. You know, in the midst of that deployment, there was that emergency phone call on a Friday afternoon in March last year as a, a lone gunman went crazy in Christchurch and killed those 52 people. Such an awful experience. And yet being able to share with them and listen and let them tell their story and share the compassion of God in the midst of their grief was a wonderful opportunity to care for people in that time. And then on arriving back home into Australia, it didn't take long for the fires to start. We started working with communities in August last year around Mount Tambourine and then moving west into uh, the, the other parts of Queensland and then down south into New South Wales. Places like uh, Mount Tambourine and Stanthorpe and Tenterfield and Casino and Taree and then Sydney, Gippsland, Canberra and Batemans Bay. You know, the Chaplin van that I drive around logged, logged up uh, 15,000 kilometres in that six months' time between August and March. I had trips going in every single direction. The, the disaster relief team finally stopped on the 23rd of March when COVID-19 closed our Queensland border. Now, with all that travel, you can imagine I became pretty good at packing the van. I developed this system of boxes loaded with shirts and Bibles and, and tracts and support equipment and hats and name tags and all that sort of stuff. I could reach into the van and knew exactly where to grab the things I needed. I like it. It takes some of the chaos out of the panic and, and the difficult situations that we work in. And you know, in working with people, I've realised and now understood, we all have a metaphorical box it's that place where we keep our memories, our celebrations and our commiserations, the life lessons and the stories. I've got a box with me this morning, just some of the memories and things that I have in it. I've got a photo of, of our wedding day. You know, nearly 30 years ago, Sonia said to me, I do. And every day we keep celebrating that as we do life together with our family. And this this little girl is my granddaughter. What a wonderful relationship I'm developing with this young lady, helping her to grow up in the world. She's a very precious little girl in my life. Some of the other memories I've got are from earlier times of a, an old Navy hat, you know, a time where I served our country and served on a ship at sea. Uh, great experiences, challenging experiences, lots of life lessons about working in a difficult environment and working with people. And then this, this gets a smile wherever I show it. It's nicknamed the Lavi for obvious reasons, but it's painted gold. I, I was awarded this in my, on my graduation year from, high, uh, from Bible college uh, because it was about serving others. And that's really my heart, is about serving and caring for people. And so that 
reminds me, and I got this in my office, it reminds me that life and ministry is about serving others and pointing them to Jesus with acts of kindness and compassion and sharing God's hope and truth with others as well. So they're some of the things that I keep in my box of memories. And we've all got a place like that. I'll put that over there. You know what a disaster can do to your box? It can just pick it up and throw it in the air. It can make such a mess. Think about the Tenderfield fires in August last year, September last year. It was a fast-moving grass fire. It was gone through the town in, in, in minutes. As people stood bewildered, only the grass had burned. Uh, their houses, their sheds, their water tanks, their fences, everything was fine except the grass. And people were just wondering in shock, where did that come from? Why, why has that come through so quickly? Thinking about the Townsville flood, a community that was told it was flood proof, was overwhelmed with contaminated flood water and people were grieving, piling up their household effects along the street edge for the army and, and the city council to come in and clean things up again. There was a lot of grief, a lot of anger in the town when we arrived there in March last year. And then in that Christchurch shirt, you know, the Christchurch shooting, as I spoke about that, you know, one man with fear in his heart, the response of the town was first shock, but then anger. How could someone do this to that community? You know, a storm blasts through. A crisis crashes in and your box of favourite things can be strewn across the parking lot. It's distressing. It's chaotic. I want to share with you from Mark chapter 4 this morning. Because in the midst of a busy season of ministry, day after day of caring with people, having his disciples with him, Jesus put them in a boat and they went across the Lake of Galilee. Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 35. At the end of the ministry day, that day when evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were other boats with him. And then a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. And the disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? Jesus got up. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. And then the wind calmed down and it was completely calm. Jesus said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and they asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. You know, when RRT chaplains go through a community after a natural disaster, people see the blue shirts that we wear and the chaplain logo with the little cross that we have on our shirts. And they can make some pretty direct statements. They can ask some pretty blunt questions. Some ask the where or the when or the how questions. They're saying, help me move forward. Other people ask the why. Help me make sense of this mess. Now, there's no real surprise about that. I mean, we're human beings. God has created us to 
seek answers, to resolve issues. Job lost his family, his possessions and his livelihood in one day. And his question to God was, when are you going to show up? Moses at at times struggled to lead that great crowd of people. And his question to God was, how? How do I lead these people? Elisha the prophet fled from a, a vengeful queen. And his question to God is, where are the others? I feel so alone. And then Jesus, as he cried in prayerful struggle on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know, as we open God's word and we look at some of the poems and the, and the songs of the psalm writers, we see the, the mountaintops and the deep valleys of human experience lived out there and it resonates for us. For we too have known the best and the worst of our times. Did you know that about a third of the psalms contain elements of lament, of struggle, of grief, of shame, maybe even direct accusation, a question, an accusation is made, an intervention is is sought for. Lord, that you would stop these enemies. Lord, I don't see you anywhere and things don't seem right. Where are you, Lord? Where is your salvation? People have written songs and poems about that reality of the struggle, of the wondering, of the please come and help me. And that's really what lament is. Lament puts into words the disconnect between what I see before me, what I know to be real in my own life, and what I believe about the character of God. God, I believe you're present, but I don't hear your voice right now. God, I know you are good, but this experience that I am going through is bitter and it's hard to swallow. God, I know you're wise, but I cannot see your hand to lead me. Do you know the language of lament? Are you in a season of struggle, of wondering, God, where are you? Why is my life like this right now? Are you dismayed today? Let's join the disciples as they cross this lake that night with Jesus. To give you some context, the Lake of Galilee is about 21 kilometers long. It's about 13 kilometers wide. It's 200 meters below sea level and it's about 40 meters deep. It's surrounded by hills that produce powerful windstorms. The desert air heats up the air and it becomes filled with energy and then it plunges down these hills onto the water. And that's what creates waves that can be up to four meters in in height. Now I've been at sea. I've seen the ocean like a mirror where you can just see the reflection of the sky everywhere you look. And I've seen it through the Bass Strait and the Great Australian Bight with waves 50, 60 feet tall that come and push this 500 foot ship that I served on around like it was a tin can. 
I've seen the sea like this. I've seen waves marching across the water. Let me tell you, a wave's four metres tall. That's a lot of water, a lot of moving water in a little fishing boat. And Jesus is asleep in the midst of this, resting on a cushion. But the waves and the wind are breaking over this crew, this desperate crew, fishermen that knew the water and knew the waterways and knew how dangerous these storms could be. Now the writer doesn't dob it in, but someone shakes Jesus. Hey, don't you care? We're about to drown. You know, in the crisis of life, when you're going through something that's difficult in a relationship or, or being able to trust someone else, the statements can be blunt and jarring. The questions can be direct. I'm trying to make sense of this right now. God, where are you? Are you asleep at the wheel? What's going on? Why is my life like this? And I'm learning that struggle and questions are the work of a growing faith, of a deepening trust. Asking big questions, even taking up a lament and making accusation or asking difficult questions to God is actually, it's not God denying language. It's not saying I don't believe in you. In fact, it's God affirming. It's really trusting that God is who he says he is. Taking him at his word and letting him know how deeply I feel what I'm going through. How concerned I am for the sake of someone else. How confusing the situation is. God, where are you in the midst of this situation? It's God affirming. I'm trusting that he is. I speak and God will hear and even act. And I love that. I love that God's character is revealed in the way that he deals with people and their circumstance. Think about it like this. The prodigal needs a father who is patient and compassionate. Someone who will welcome you home. Even run to the gate when your heart turns to your heavenly father. The sick need a great physician to make them whole. You know, in the stories that lead up to this passage of the Galilee crossing, there are stories of healing, of people being set free, of truth being shared. The lost seek a path. They seek light. They seek refuge. And God, in his graciousness and love, provides those things to those who seek him. And the captive, the prisoner, the refugee, all yearn for safety and peace. And God says to them through Jesus, come to me, all you who are weak and weary, and I will give you rest. Take your yoke on me, for I I will give you the strength you need. And if that is you today, hear this, friends. Your lament is heard. God is not ignorant of your story and he has an answer for you. We see this in the parable. Just because a storm came up, Jesus didn't miraculously disappear. He rode through the storm with his disciples before the intervention. Jesus is in the boat. God is not absent. 
He is present and you are not alone. And the perfection of his knowledge, the totality of his presence and the might of his power reveal that God is all that he reveals himself to be. You know, Sonia and I had a a very personal experience of that presence and power and compassion of God in our lives in the early days of our marriage. There's a page in that calendar, there's a calendar in this little book of memories here. Sonia makes up a calendar for us every year and it's filled with, with photographs of our family and you know the people that we love and some of the, the holiday situations that we go through and, and things that are memorable for us. And they sit, that sits on my wall in my office so I get to reminisce and remember each year. But there's a page in that calendar that celebrates the short life of our first daughter, Jessica. She was born in 1992 and she only lived for five weeks and died really peacefully in her mum's arms on Boxing Day that year. But in the midst of that time, walking through that experience, crying out, God, where are you in this situation? God, how does, how does this make sense? God, what, what happened? God, are you here? You know, God just kept turning up God kept sending people just to share with us, to let us share our feelings, our thoughts, our heart, to weep with us, to celebrate Jessica's little life with us. God did not abandon us in that storm. He was our help and our strength, even in the darkest of days. Thinking about that story, the Galilee crossing, Jesus did the one thing you never do in a wildly tossing boat. He stood up. He stood up and he faced the waves and he faced the wind and with just one word, peace, everything became calm. And he revealed his authority over nature's blast. But then he turns to his disciples and says, why are you afraid? That question's a challenge, isn't it? The creator and deliverer is with the disciples in the storm. The creator and deliverer is with us in the storms that we face, in the car park moments where our box gets upended, where an unplanned thing bursts into our life. God has not abandoned you or I in these situations. But sometimes we can admit it's hard to know his presence. But in this, in expressing that, it's actually a cry of trust. God, I know you're there. Please help me to find that expression of your peace and presence. You know, there are times after a flood or a fire that a homeowner will ask, where is God in all of this? Why didn't God stop this? Are you sure that God is real? You know, my response, well, he sent me to tell you that he loves you and you are not alone. Notice it's not, I'm here to tell you how far short you've fallen or how imperfect you are. It's nothing like that. We already know that. We don't need to be told that we live as broken people in a broken world. No, God sent his son to show compassion And God sends his church to show compassion and grace to the world. 
in truth, but with a compassionate heart, always a compassionate heart. So friends, how do we do this as the church in 2020? How do we love our neighbour in Jesus' name? That might look like a yard clean or a hamper bag filled with groceries. We're saying God loves you. We're saying you are not alone. It might be a card that you write and send in the mail or a phone call that you make to someone you haven't seen in church for the last few months but just want to stay in contact with and remind them that God loves them and that you love them too. Or perhaps a meal left at the door. Everything we do can be an act of compassion and grace and kindness of saying God loves you and he sent me to tell you just how much he loves you. And as we journey through COVID or we serve with the bridge care team or embrace our local mission field in the workplace or the school or wherever it is we find ourselves, or as I start thinking about the approaching summer disaster season, let's be people who remember that Jesus is in the boat with us, that he hasn't turned his back on us. He is in the room and he's saying to you and I today, I love you. And you are not alone. And you can bring him your questions. You can bring him your messy box. You can bring him your troubles. For he is a God who loves you. And he is for you today. Let's take a moment to give God thanks. And reflect on our experience of God being present in those highs and lows of life. Dear God, our Father, as we, your people, think about your presence, Lord, remind us again of the way you did turn up in those dark nights and across the mountaintops of our life where you revealed your glory and your power and your love and your compassion. Father, thank you that you loved us first and you love us best of all. Great God, help us, Lord, in our valley moments, in those deep days, those dark days. Lord, to recognise the way you do show up. It might be through something we receive. It might be through a phone call or a, or a visit from someone. Father God, help us to think well of each other and care for each other and for our neighbour, that we might love them as we are loved by you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, as we respond to what we've heard, we can do that in song, we can do that in prayer or contemplation. But right now we're going to gather together and sing a song of response and, and worship to our God. Well, they are powerful words we've been singing there about the truth that we don't need to be afraid when we know that God is with us and that God is for us. Even in the midst of the storms of life to know His presence with us, His peace. And maybe you're linking in today and you've been listening to this message and you know that you don't know that peace in your heart. That you've never experienced what it means to have God with you and for you, to be in relationship with Him. Well, this is God's heart for each and every one of us. He wants us to know a life 
filled with His peace, the assurance that comes from knowing Him, knowing our future is certain in Him as well. So if you're linking in today and you've sensed God speaking to you, and you'll know this, you'll sense the Spirit of God speaking to you, I want to encourage you this morning to, to respond to that, to take a step of faith. Maybe for you it's just this first step towards God. Say, God, if you're real, I want to know you. Or maybe today you're saying, yes, I want to surrender my life. I want to know this peace person in my own life. And I want to encourage you this morning just to respond to Jesus. And on the platform you're watching on, there's a link there that says respond to Jesus. You can just click on that right now. And by doing that, you are expressing faith. You're taking a step. You're saying, God, I want you to reveal yourself to me. I want to know more about what it means to be in relationship with you. I want to take that step this morning. And by doing that too, we can pray for you and get in touch with you and give you some information to help you as well. So I really want to encourage you, if God's speaking to to do that right now, just right now in this moment, to click on that Respond to Jesus link. And I want to conclude our service today just by praying and asking God to bless each and every one. Let me do that now. Heavenly Father, we thank You for these great truths from Your Word that we have heard today, Lord, that You are a faithful God, that You are with us even in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the fire, Lord, You are there with us and You care deeply and You promise that You'll never leave us or forsake us and You long to give us the gift of peace, Lord, that can come only through Jesus. And so I want to pray for any who are tuning in now, Lord, uh, that particularly for the first time just need to respond to this. I pray You'll give them the courage just to respond to You now. And Lord, for others of us, Lord, we just want to reaffirm our faith and trust in You in the midst of the challenges and trials of life of this season. Lord, that we're in at the moment, Lord, we just affirm again, Lord, that You, great God, You can be trusted. And so we look to You now. We pray this in Jesus' Name. Amen. Well, thank You so much for linking in to our service today. Don't forget our service tonight at 6pm. You'd be so welcome to join us again for that service as well. But God bless you. Thanks for joining with us. And we look forward to connecting with you again soon. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on our online services today. If God has spoken to you at all, please email us at hello at bridgman.org.au. We'd love to connect with you. We'd love to do the life journey. If you have a prayer request, make sure you email to prayer at bridgman.org.au. We pray you're incredibly blessed and we look forward to connecting with you soon.